watermelon is popping. Tell you right now, I love my melon. There's actually 50 shades of melon. Legalize it. Yeah. Melanin. In your ear. You did just hit me with your scarf. Hey guys, hey guys, hey guys. We are here. Another episode. Another episode of Highly Melanated. All right, guys. All that shea butter and all that just in your ear. Drip. Drops. Drippity, 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 drop. And guess what? Can you feel it? The well so full, it don't matter what your skin color. Mm. It light or dark. We all melanated. Cups runneth over. All right, guys. Let's do a little quick roll call. Uh, PJ, here. Uh, Yushi. Presente. Red. Aki. Blair. Blair. Oh. <sighs> boom, boom, boom. Wow. Guys, we regret to inform you that this episode will be recorded without the our uh, scorpion mix- mistress. Uh, unfortunately, our unfortunately, but fortunately, Blair is not here. Well, that's because she's shooting a new a new series for stars. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> I know that's she hot. got it. She got that juice. <laughs> that's <laughs> not Wait, there's a foreign voice coming through. Oh. So as you've noticed, guys, there is actually someone else on the mic. I'm not Blair, though. <gasps> she is not Blair. But not on stars. <laughs> <laughs> but she is a star. She's one of our new stars. She's an, a, a, a great star. Tracy. Hello, Tracy. Hello. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, Tracy. Thank Hi, you for. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. 
we've we've uh we've met Tracy uh a while ago and we really like connected immediately. Yes. You know what's funny? I think did we meet like, loudness in Gotham Market? Yeah, we mm-hmm. we met there, but like when we were just starting out, mm-hmm. we were just like a couple episodes in. I didn't th- I didn't know yeah. you guys were really just brand new like that. Yeah, brand new, yeah. spanking new. Yeah. Wow. Baby still, booty new. still got that car, new car smell. <laughs> you know, like new behind ears. You know, it's fresh <laughs> diapers now. new. And it, it's dried now. It's caked up. And it was just, it, it was just one of those conversations that we had, and uh, we were just grateful. And the next thing you know, uh, Tracy agreed to uh, come on. She was talking about these topics that she was loving. I and agreed that night. I, I was like, you know what? Oh. We gonna make an episode out of that. And boom, here we are. Glad to be here. Presente. Too. <laughs> oh, Glad yeah. y'all let an old woman get down. So, guys, welcome back to another episode. This is a. F- <laughs> you said an old woman. <laughs> Glad y'all that let an old woman get down. That just so like. <laughs> you are not old. You are experienced. Uh, excuse me. Cool auntie. Yes, we got cool the cool auntie. auntie. We got the auntie. Cool auntie. We got the auntie uh, in the studio today. Auntie, stop acting like that. Cause you got auntie Tracy. Auntie Tracy. I see somebody still hitting that. So you're not old, auntie. That be looking at young boys. Hey, auntie. No, she's not. When my husband don't look. Auntie, you not old. What is going on? When he doesn't see. Hopefully, he won't hear this part of the podcast. Um. Hope you don't hear what I just. Say. I know, oh, right? Dag on it. Does that mean I'm going to have to send you a copy of it first before so you could approve anything in negative? Or we can make him jealous and that might be hot fire like at some other unappointed I like time. how she thinks. <laughs> okay. See, All right. This, come on, Tracy. the flames and however you can. That's called experience. <laughs> experience, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, so guys, welcome back to another episode. This is officially our 17th episode. Yeah. We are almost seven. Baby. We are almost seven. an adult. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Smelling ourselves, <laughs> bro. You know, it's starting to stink a little. Starting to stink a little. I can smell a little funk coming on. You know, um, for those guys who are, this is your first time listening. Uh, welcome. Welcome. Hello. Hi. We are so happy to have you here. You. Always glad We're to so have you aboard. There is watermelon and chicken in the fridge. Mm. <laughs> Come. Uh, you know for, that chicken that's so good you can eat it cold. Mm-hmm. That's you know and, that's some good chicken. Oh, that's and there's good. only only fried chicken is you can eat cold. I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. I mean everything else. I mean you can eat what? baked chicken. No, you can, but it got to be right. good. Yeah, it has yeah. to be really seasoned. It can't right. be white people chicken. Well, there's no such thing as unseasoned chicken when white people. Um, Sidebar story. No, I said um, when, when it comes to black people. Yeah, I'm talking about chicken. You're right. <laughs> Alive and walking. It's streets. bird. <laughs> just bird. I talked about this at one of our previous episodes uh, that I had cooked for my younger brother. Um, shout out to you, Everett. Uh, he now lives in L.A. Um, and I had made some chicken and some things, you know, at his little grill. And he had like all white roommates. And I had and he had one black. How roommate. unfortunate. Right. Right. I mean, you know. And so I made it, and he tasted it. And he was like, "They're not gonna eat this." And I was like, "Why?" He said, "Cause it's seasoned. It <laughs> it's so they spicy. Don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> like, should we wear it? What do we do? Wear it. Like, I don't understand. What is what is this made? Mind you, they had all the seasonings in the cabinet. Oh, Just don't yeah. know how to use them. Oh. They were all full to capacity. Oh my god. So guys, if this is if. <laughs> So, guys, if you are returning back, we greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. So, yeah, we appreciate you guys. Yes. And once again, welcome, welcome to the Highly Melanated Manor, where we we want to start you off with a nice drink. 
and a toast. So this voice. <laughs> I, I want a drink as well. I, I feel like I should have a tray. A tray here. And, <laughs> and we should like call you Jeeves. Jeeves. <laughs> Hello, Jeeves. Hello, Jeeves, boy. Red Jeeves. Red Jeeves. Red Jeeves with a goblet of champagne. <laughs> goblet of champagne. W- would you like some? Who would like to give a toast? Well, I would like to give a toast, please. Okay. Hi. I met a wonderful lady um just came moved back up here from uh miami um her name is leonidas shout out to you shout uh, out she subscribed and she five starred and she was like oh definitely listen holly Melody is yes. so amazing and beautiful and i love that you know black people in america are are acknowledging this and you know just digging into their roots and i think it's really beautiful so shout out to you leonidas with the dope name like you're from 300 That's you're gonna kick right. him in the chest and be like this is america I like Leonidas. This is oh, madness. Nice. nice. <laughs> well, thank you for that toast. Yes. No, thank you. Thank you. I have my own toast. Please. I, I mean, do. Not, not that. Not that. <laughs> Look at me messing up. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like laughing. Um, Yo. Yeah. So not that I, I only. I also have a toast to you guys always because you guys are amazing. Um, amazing I like people. Whiskey. Amazing friends. I like beer. Um, <clears throat> this is actually oh to one of my other friends, uh, Tyrus, uh, Tyrus Townsend. He, um, we had gotten gotten up uh, earlier on this week, or I should say, over the weekend, um, and we were just talking about um, dreams, goals, and aspirations. Nice. So actually, when you um, had um, hit me up, you was like, "You're not talking this weekend." He's pointing uh, to me. You know, um, I it, the reason why is because I was in deep thought. And mm-hmm. based on uh, some of the conversations that I was having with this um, this uh, great individual, um, Tyrus wants to do some very big things when it comes to um, to particularly black men. So it's very interesting that we're actually talking about the, the topic that we're talking about today. Um, so shout out to you, Tyrus, for just always being a uh, really good friend and then also just being a... Um, a, a wealth of aspiration, uh, or I should say inspiration. Um, his uh, Instagram name is Tyrus Rochelle Townsend. So that's T Y R U S R O C H E L L Townsend T O T O W N S E N D. It's a long name. So um, <clears throat> Tyrus Rochelle Townsend. <laughs> Just press rewind, y'all. Just press rewind. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's he's amazing. He does like a lot of fashion. Uh, uh, write-ups he does some blogging um amazing individuals so shout out to you tyrus shout out do you have a toast auntie tracy i do shout outs to my dad all right my dad is like the most amazing man ever um self-made um just the definition of what a black man is and what a man is. Um, I'm just a beloved daughter of an amazing man. No, uh, a Londoner did not just walk into this. I know, like, <laughs> wherever. Where I got possessed for it's a second. Right, I was I'm here, like, you know who I am? Somebody tell me where Tracy yeah. went because when now we have. Tracy. Meanwhile, here. I'm like listening to you. And I'm like imagining myself looking at the big right? band. Like, yeah. really? like he is so tall. I'm a North Sydney lover. I can see it. I'm a North Sydney lover. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 yes, yes, father. Shout out to the father. You know. Shout out. Big up, Papa. But yeah, Shout dad, dad. dad um, 
for all the little black girls who have never experienced the love of, I mean, the hardcore love and support of an amazing black dad, mm-hmm. um, he's there for you. Um, he, he didn't just father me. He fathered a community. Mm-hmm. And so I'm shouting him out right now. He will never hear this podcast. Because he does not like naughty language, but um, oh, him and my mother would get along very well. Yes, yes. He, he hey. does, I heard my father swear probably once, and he was telling a joke, and he d- only said "damn" and he excused himself. But <laughs> <laughs> damn comes on, she says, "Turn the channel." <laughs> How dare you! But but he but is, is filth. He's he's just really probably one of the most amazing individuals I've ever met in my life, What's his name? and I've met amazing. a lot of people, James. Albert Malone. Shout out to you, James. Shout, Shout out, out to respect, you. Respect, elder respect. Come on, Matt Papa Jam. Papa Jam. Oh, Papa the, Jam. He actually does have on all his like briefcases and stuff, he puts jam. So there you Papa go. Papa Jam. All right. Papa Jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll give my toast. Um, I want to give a toast, and this is not to a specific actual person that we may actually know or um, individually, but those of us who do watch television, uh, we are forever grateful that, Shonda, you have returned with How Do Get Away with the Murder. Oh, it's back. It is back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Now us black folk can have something to do on Thursday night. (laughs) Um, I'm no. still kind of mourning uh, Scandal. <laughs> Me too. I never really got to how scandal. to get away with it. You got to. Oh, do I really got to? Yes, you have yes, to from the beginning. From I'm the a, beginning. I'm a yeah. Scandal fanatic. I saw I half the first season. Okay. I saw half the first season. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I was simple. tired. I felt like was doing the most. <laughs> it's, you know, but you know, you know what it is? I love watching Viola Davis. Yes. Because Annalise's off the hook. You know. I'm, I, I love watching Viola Davis. Um, the only thing I always get a little like ugh about is when whoever the makeup artist is, because it's just yeah, like yeah. makeup and hair. Not the the, 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 the hair got better. Took, the day she took her wig better. off though was so yeah. special for me. But the thing I was like, you took your wig off. It was that was that was yes, a that was yes. a pivotal yes. moment. That was a pivotal moment yes. in yes. quote in unquote television black, history. <laughs> television history and black much. television history. Exactly. Oh because God. we all were like. Yes. And have stocking cap <laughs> under it. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Be the drum. Mm-hmm. Be in your truth. Walk in yes. your truth. That's right. <laughs> hey, and laid <laughs> next to the white man. After she took the wig off. Right. No. What you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do? Nothing. Right, I'm going to sleep off. now. Thank so you. I, I mean, I, I just want to give. I just wanted to give my toast to. I'm just glad that uh, TGIT is back because I've been waiting for it to get a new taste of everything. So, um, with that, with tasting, what I want to do is give a little bit of our appetizer around, and we're gonna go around and see if anybody has any melanated senses that they would like to explore, that they've seen, felt, heard, hmm. touched. Or smelled this week. Mm. Mm. So I felt something that mm. uh, I've read, but I felt it because it hit me because I didn't know that it was happening. I didn't see it anywhere on the news. It was not covered. It wasn't mentioned. And I happened to be scrolling through Twitter and I just saw a feed of a video of all these women marching with signs. And I'm like, wait, what's this? What's happening in Mm. New York? Wait, what? Mm. Come to find out there was a black woman's march this past weekend. Mm. They marched for three reasons. Number one, 
full reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, which is oh. which was set to inspire on the 30th. Uh, number two, focusing on intersectional women's rights concerning concerns like poverty, affordable housing, reproductive rights, immigration protection, and the center um, and center the most vulnerable. Hmm. Uh, and then number three, reversing the Cheetos administration's restriction on the use of these words: trans transgender, fetus, vulnerable, science based, evidence based, diversity. And entitlement. So Ooh. in December of, two th- of 2017, the Cheetos administration told analysts at the Center for D- Disease Control and Prevention to no longer use those seven words in budget reports. So these women marched in D.C. on Saturday in New York on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it on any news. I didn't see it on, Did on, on any paper. I only saw it on Twitter because of a person who was there that happened to get a video. And I had to Google it because I was like, wait, what? Sunday I was looking for something to do. I would have left work and went straight there. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. So that's something that I felt. And it hit me because I was like, I should have been there. And it would have been so much larger so, if we knew about So this. my question is, was it on Twitter? Was it on was it on social media? Well, it was a video of someone that was there and Janelle Monet retweeted it. And that's how everyone found out because she retweeted it and said, I wish I was there to go to New York. I, I, and I'm I, just like, wait, where does this come from? And I'm looking. There's nothing on CNN, NBC, oh. CBS, MSNBC, BBC. Because <laughs> then it's real. Um, I, I'm kind of in this conflicted place where social media so can both make something real but also takes power away. True. Because mm-hmm. white folks ain't scared of you when they know where you're going to be and how many going to be there. Because this mm-hmm. is called they, the Black Woman's Blueprint. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. It says the Black Woman's Blueprint, an organization that works to empower black women and girls. And they're urging people of different backgrounds and identities to march this weekend. I, I'm almost like back to that old school we just going to word of mouth and show up someplace Black Women's where white folks don't know we going to be and scare the shit out of them because they're like, oh, snap. Where did exactly, they exactly. They're not scared when we do that. But wait, so, okay. So, so this so, is called blackwomensblueprint.org in, in case you want to look, 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 look it up. But wait, just just for clarity, Janelle Monet did what? She, tw- she retweeted someone that had did a video that was there. So she says she wished she could be there. And she said, I wish I could have been at New York for, mm-hmm. for, for, for the New York. When she retweeted the D.C. video mm-hmm. and uh-huh. said, I wish I could be at the one in New York. OK, because I'm saying because she was here yesterday because Janet was performing at Central Park. And so was she. Well, that's probably why she couldn't be there because she was paid to perform. OK, so apparently she didn't take her stand. <laughs> I was going to say some real like dope to not activism. perform is to you be tell there. everybody who paid for your ticket to go to, this, to, go to, to, go to this place. But literally, if you go here, it says it right here that the meetup. Um, it's like telling you that the, the meetups for D.C. seven. It was National Mall, 7th Street and Northwest Madison Drive, Northwest. And then where was it here in New York? Let's say we keep scrolling. Cause I'm like, what as you scroll, is as you scroll for the listener ear, let them know, where where should they search? If so they again, want more blue blackwomensblueprint.org, blackwomensblueprint.org. Is this something like? Is this an annual thing? Has this? Like, I'm not been, sure because this is the first time that they've done this march. Hmm. They did the march at the at, at the city hall. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, this is amazing. Um, so that was definitely something that I felt. <laughs> I don't even know how to class- classify this as a sense. 
Maybe you guys can help me. So let's we help the slow person. Community. You are not slow. No, come, come not. In. But once you understand what I'm about but to say. But we are just too fast. <laughs> you must be like, <laughs> we are faster than you. I get oh, But you are oh, not oh. slow. Oh, oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Your vibranium has not kicked in yet. Okay, oh, I need the vibranium to oh, activate. He's, he's opening the vibranium, oh, the shea butter. I have to get the crevice. Activate it. <laughs> vibranium. Okay, so uh, again, Twitter will destroy your lives. Hint, hint. Warning. Mm. So I was scrolling through Twitter the other day, and there was a post. Melatonin. Hello. I'm here to help you go to sleep. Oh, you did post this. Me, a.k.a. White Man. Wow, that sounds so nice. Thank you. Melatonin. Just relax. And don't worry about the incredibly vivid vivid nightmares I'm going to give you. (laughs) Wait, wait, what? Good, Good night, sweet child. So I'm like, what? I don't, I don't, I don't, what nightmares? I don't get it. So I start scrolling down a list. And then all these white folks start talking about how when they take melatonin that they be having these vivid nightmares. And that, and I'll be like, but I'm. That's crazy because so when I take mel- just, melatonin, my ass is knocked out. Because you know why? <laughs> Your melanin harmonizes <laughs> with that melatonin. So, so I need y'all to help good. me because I don't know how to my talk about this. <laughs> I, I wake up the next day. No, I didn't wake up. <laughs> so let's do it again. Okay. I'll be melatonin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's Ready? do it. Ready. Here we go. Hello. I'm here to help you go to sleep. Wow. That sounds so nice. <laughs> Thank just, you. Just relax. And don't worry about the incredible vivid nightmares that I'm going to really induce. W- w- wait, w- what? <laughs> Good night, sweet child. Good night. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but what? Um, no, I let me tell I you. When I take, when so I love take, melatonin. So we got to talk about this, black be people. Like, because I don't understand, because when I take melatonin, I feel good. Because melanin, melatonin, is not for that. But how come every single white person that's posting talk about their head? Because it's not for them. Let me tell you. I, so I, be, I be hugging my really pillow all tight like, good night. <laughs> but that's just something that, you know, I, what sense is that? Did I see that? That's extra sensory. I was about to say, that's that, that's that confused sense. You don't know what the hell is like, going on. Wait. Sense of distress. You were on some metaphysical, you understand that that's, mm-hmm. that's against them. That's not normal. They can't use it. That's like using Larry season salt. That's what they can't use it. What is this? What is this? It's so spicy. <laughs> Yo. I got that in my freaking cabinet. Stop That's the it. best thing. It's the, the Mediterranean blend. <laughs> no, wait, wait. It's, so before we get, it's, before we start, uh, wait, before we start uh, melanating your palate so we can feed your soul, <laughs> really quick, I was watching something and it was like, I forgot where I saw this from, but it was like one of these things do not belong. And it was a picture and it was a white woman and it was in the kitchen. Her kitchen cabin was open and everything was in there and it was just like different seasons and stuff like that. And she had like something over here here like on the kitchen counter that she was cooking and somebody had pointed out what it was that didn't belong and it was Lowry season salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the lemon pepper kind. Not even. Mm-mm. Just that the the, the, the white and red uh little no. thing. Yes. Mm-mm. That is funny. Mm-mm. Yeah, they can't mess with that. Oh man, so whew, I'm about hungry. Ching. So I think I'm ready for a turkey. 
too too early. I, I think we can do a little turkey. Okay, I'm just saying, how about we just go a little? So y'all know about that um that that, that honey bait turkey when they do like the, the honey flavor. Yeah. Oh, we can do a little bit of that. Though. But, but, they, but they do turkey, turkey too, though. They do. They do. They do. Fry my turkey, please. Just fry my turkey. But fried turkey, we're gonna say that for next month. So yeah, um, with that being said, we are ready to dive in. We've had our toast and our appetizers. Everybody's ready to go. So let's put a little bit of fried turkey on the table. Let me get, mm. let me get, my, let me get my okay. bib and get it ready. I need y'all to understand. That? I want the wing. Are there greens with that? I mean, we could have a little greens. So and I'm what's sad. in these greens? And what's hot in these greens? Is there vinegar in the greens? Yes. But oh. what's not in the greens? Pork is not in the greens. No. <laughs> you, you, hey, hey, you what? can do smoked turkey. Uh, yes, smoked turkey. Now. Okay, so That's smoked same. turkey. But definitely no raisins. No raisins, Kelly. No raisins no. at all. <laughs> you know white folks be trying to, like, eat collard greens raw. Like that's a thing. Yo, are you serious? To what? To like freaking like floss? They be trying like. to. <laughs> they be trying to steam them and make them into wraps. I'm like, stop. That. That's disgusting. Number uh, one. I need y'all to know that my dad said that he went to go get his feet done one day, and he said the white girl that was doing his feet told him the exact recipe of how to make collard greens, and he said, who? Who taught you that? Because I know you ain't learned from your mama. Okay, I stopped that the white girl was doing his I feet. I was like, date what? No. <laughs> I stopped there. My dad is diabetic, so he has to go to, like, the doctor for them to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I get it. But he was like, who taught you that? Because I know you ain't learned from your mama. She was like, no, my nanny. Mm. He was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nanny Jemima taught her. Mm-hmm. So now that we've dropped this nice piece of turkey on the, t- on the table, I'm going to take the, the, the wing. Right there, just break off that whole mm, retarded oh. piece. I take all of that. Um, oh, we don't say that no more. But it's the leg I talk about. It's the special part. It's be- okay. It's the special part. It's the- uh, my bad. It's the score. It's, it's the, the Stilo part, like the you know Turdacovitz. Oh my gracious golly! Wow. Um, pterodactyls, predators. Yes. Speaking of such. Our black men have been called that in the past. And um, with that being said, we're going to move into our main topic, which is the historical emasculation of said black man. Mm-hmm. And with mm-hmm. that being said, um, Auntie, I'd like to know your Teach thoughts us, on this. Teach us, because, you know, we, yeah. Teach us, tell us. So I want to start with the thing that I would have said that I sensed, because um, I do a lot of listening of YouTube Casts and so I don't know if I'm supposed to be shouting out names of people I listen to. You can, but Brother Panic, I'm shouting you out because you be giving me life. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he Brother Panic is the man. Life. I ain't gonna lie. Um, he go hard. He goes so hard, and and I think the thing that that delights me and that I've been seeing a lot of this week and hearing a lot of this week is that we're really starting to give zero fucks. Mm-hmm. Um, about what white people think. And I, I think that that's a, an amazing milestone for us because our whole construct okay. is around what they going to do, what they doing, uh, how they going to make us do, uh, how we going to feel when they say what they do, when they do. That That's a lot of our stuff. And so I've been thinking uh, a lot lately as an educator about a couple of things. Um I am the mother of black sons. 
I'm the wife of a black husband. Mm-hmm. I'm the daughter of a, of a, a black man. I'm the granddaughter of two amazing black men. I'm the niece of so many black men because both my sides of my family have a lot of men in them. And I I think a lot about um, what they have gone through and what you all have gone through historically. And so um, I've been thinking a little bit about um, public agendas. And I've been hearing a lot about uh, toxic black masculinity and hypersexualization, and um, I've been thinking about how to kind of reorder that conversation because I think anything that you repeat a lot becomes true. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, words are magic in that way, mm-hmm. and so you have always and ever been the monster, the beast, um, the reprobate. Like you're not fit for society, and so I was thinking today about ways that even from Jump Street in literature before we even were slaves on mast mass that you were hypersexualized and and created the beast. And so I, I was an ELA teacher and um I teach the white European classics as well as, you know, our classics because mm-hmm. I think sometimes they coincide and sometimes they don't Mm -hmm. and um so i was thinking about othello okay in um not just in elizabethan england at a time where theater really is interesting because prior to elizabethan times you don't really have theater the way we know it now right Right, right, correct Uh, all you could do was like religious passion plays exactly but all of a sudden in elizabethan times you have Different classes kind of coming together. The mm-hmm. queen is at the theater, but the common man is there as well. And for the first time, you also have like this kind of, huh, looking at the other, right? And and isn't that interesting? And the way that Othello is sexualized, mm-hmm. um, you're you're clear that when you really pick the play apart, and I had my students really like deconstruct the play, like does Demona marries him because he is the other. Mm. He is the exotic. They both love and hate him mm-hmm. because he is the other and the exotic. Clearly, he's got more going on than any other male in the play, which is why Iago is so fascinated by what he's doing sexually. Like, that's what's in his head, right? The old black ram is tupping your you, your white you. Like, mm-hmm. it's all about the sex. And and he's he's just fascinated and titillated by that and then of course they make him bad and wrong in the beast Mm -hmm. at the end by having his jealous rage boil over and he kills her and and it's interesting to me because when you see how well accomplished he truly is as a soldier as a man as a wealthy man he shouldn't be that insecure and it's such an old story and to me like in popular culture it really starts there right Mm -hmm. and then when you're brought over in the slave ships, there's this inspection of your privates, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the breeding, mm-hmm. the studying of black men, right? Mm-hmm. To beget other commodities, mm-hmm. right? So your children can never belong to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot protect your women. You're stripped of name, stripped of language, stripped of personhood, and on top of that, you don't own your own genitals. And so that set up a real platform for me 
for thinking about a lot of things. And I, I didn't just come to talk today. I think I, I also want to hear what you all have to say because coming through the 80s where pretty much after the 70s you kind of you have a lot of anything goes Mm -hmm. but there still was a lot of stuff that was taboo like you were not openly gay at that point in time and so there was that struggle right right and and for the black community it still remains a struggle and it's a struggle that we need to talk through and heal um you have the crack epidemic, which breaks down the black family, right? Mm-hmm. You have this crazy rise in single motherhood. You've got latchkey children starting from the 70s and really kind of hitting their peak at that point in time. And you don't even have technology yet. And I feel like all of these things have kind of set us up as a people, but black men are really taking the brunt of all of this. And there's not enough conversation about, to me, two things. The first thing is the damage that's been done and why black men have a right to be angry. But also on the flip side, um, the white feminist characterization of black men as toxic. Like, I feel like they don't get to say that. And I feel like we even though we've got our stuff that we've got to work through for our own community, I feel like it's really dangerous for us to take that on. Um, I feel like as a black woman, we have conversations that have to happen with black men, but we can't allow white um, cultural constructs to con- to to contain that Absolutely. or we, we can't. Um, I feel like we we have to do a lot of work around um, how we accept black male masculinity on a lot of different levels, whether they be straight, gay, transgender. But I do believe that there is an agenda, and the agenda has always been and always ever um, to keep us from procreating, to keep us from making a strong family, and to cut off your penis. Mm -hmm. And so I'm interested in having, um, I guess, uh, uncomfortable conversations that bring us to a place of truth, Mm -hmm. because I have questions about transgenderism if white people's goal has always been to take off your penis. Do you willingly, you know, and how do you willingly go there? Yeah. And I'm not ever trying to tell anybody what to do, nor am I right, trying right, to judge. Right. I'm li- literally asking the question, like, h- how do we how do we reconcile that? When we know that they don't want us to make children, how, how do we recon- reconcile um, so much of what I feel is the agenda to confuse young black people? I feel like we, we got to figure our own self out. We don't want them to, to show us pictures of what? This is okay. Well, you know, can can I live first? Can I figure out who I am first mm-hmm. before you try to tell me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who I am and, and what's okay? So I think that's kind of how I wanted to, to start this kind of um, historical look at the ways in which, especially white males, who I do believe fear you. Yes, um, they do. They, they do. They fear your potency. Uh, I joked earlier about, like, your audible black chocolate voice. Like, white people are, are, white men are trying to take your swag. But they cannot. No, but they work I mean, so but they, hard. Yeah, they work so they hard. Work I, so no, hard. I understand, yeah. I mean, and, I and definitely agree with that. It. I mean, it, yeah, because, I mean, what, what's, what, what artist is that? What song is that that everybody thought that he was a black man all this time? That song that, um. um Lovely day. No. No. No, no, no. Because no. no, no. he is black. No, no, he is black. <laughs> no, no. It, all, it almost came to me. It's from the 80s, too. 
Fillets. I came by to let you know that I'm going for you. Oh, Bobby Caldwell. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so like, you know, I just brought that up because that just popped in my head just now. Boz Skaggs. Like, people thought Boz, when he did Dirty Lowdown, people thought he was black. Mm. Um, they mimic you in every way. If you notice the way white men's walks have changed from the 50s and 60s and 70s to now. Yeah, oh yeah, it's different. White men don't You're walk right. like white men used to walk. They don't, that's true. They don't cuff their women how they used to cuff their women. They don't talk to their women the way they used to. Especially like your generation on down, they holler mm-hmm. at chicks, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I, I guess I'm pushing back against accepting wholesale any of the things they say. I feel like if they say stuff is okay, we should be like, not on your terms. <laughs> not not the way you say it's okay. Right. You know. But it's the truth. I mean so the, I mean the, the the other part of that argument is um from a, a homosexual or bisexual perspective. Uh-huh. Um, Because there's a difference between toxic masculinity and there's a difference between not understanding that a man is a man, you're still a man no matter what happens. But that doesn't, um, through the lens of even someone, and I can't speak of someone who's transgendered because I'm not, you know, but um, being part of the LGBTQ community uh, plus and however many letters and numbers afterwards, um, femininity is still something that is what is and it is a very sensitive subject uh i mean even for myself i can speak for only for myself i was a very effeminate child which is the funniest thing because i grew up to sound like this um and i listened to some some videos or things that they've done when i was a kid Mm -hmm. and you know it's like really you mean you didn't know that this kid was going to grow up to be this way seriously but that didn't that didn't uh that something becomes like ingrained in your head at 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 some age that you're not a man if you have feminine ways um and i i strongly i tither with this you know and like again even with being in the gay community i mean there's still stuff that i am learning um or still trying to understand uh and i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings but I, you know all i want to do is learn as well um yeah. i think that the the big Hi. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> and what up, though? <laughs> okay, so we're just Hi. in Hi. in midst of everything. <laughs> and guess who's here, guys? Right? She uh, late for class. So I, I I think when we when we talk about what you're what you're bringing up, it's almost like when you have these really narrow narrow conscriptions for how you can be black, mm-hmm. um, we also succumb to this really binary, kind of real narrow way of thinking about how you could be a man. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, but I don't want to tell you in front of my daughter. Like, he'll, he'll cry and be emotional before I will. Um, I'm definitely the more, like, come on, let's be logical. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. and, and I don't see myself as as less than feminine when I do it. And I don't see him as less than masculine when he gets emotional. Like, my daughter will say, Dad, you're always so emotional. Why are you always, like, you know? And he's moody. Right. Um, and that's I, European, that whole yeah. 
you have to be masculine, feminine, men don't cry, women right. are supposed to be soft. When your son falls, turn the man up. But when your daughter falls, it's okay. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. That's your pen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I told both my kids, suck it up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, all of you, all of you suck it up because yeah, we're black. Y'all. Damn it, we have to be strong. So wait, I'm sorry. Just just pause real quick. Obviously, I don't know if you guys are aware because I'm pretty much probably not even going to edit any of that out because this is just how the nature of things go. No, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was in, really great. In the middle of everything. Oh, hi, guys. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Blair has actually uh, come in. So um, just to catch you up really quick, we're having a conversation about the emasculation of the black men in America. In the history of it. In history. Gotcha. I think it's really. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I I think it's really interesting that I'm here on the podcast and my husband rolled up with my daughter. Like, I I think Mm -hmm. even that speaks volumes. Um, He has a master's degree, but. Uh, I'm getting a PhD. He's an artist. I'm an academic. So I think that we really want to, I believe we really need to think about how much of the white construct we accept about how we should be thinking about our men, how you should think about yourselves, who controls the conversation around you, whether you be in school or in the street or, you know, Um, I think one of the most interesting things and uh, one of the points that you brought up originally, which I think why we're having such a hard time dealing with this issue is because we were taught not to speak and not to communicate. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have these people that have a construct in their mind on the way that something, you know, the way that something should be. Mm-hmm. And we never have the the conversation asked why. And and I think for a lot of people th- to ask why or even have that or even bring it up makes people uncomfortable because in in a in sense you would have to question your self-being and your self-worth and what you've learned and it's just like with anything else it could be it could deal with masculinity it could be with religion it could be with anything but you got to sit down and actually be open-minded and i think that's a lot of people that they they just don't Mm -hmm. they don't want to have that because then it, it, it brings a lot of doubt in their mind, you know, whether it be their own doubt that they have, um, you know, within themselves or something that them and their boys was was talking about the other day. You know, mm-hmm. I've had people um, like um, and I brought this up uh, recently I, and, I, and I also brought it up in other podcasts where um, people would say all the time, you sound so white. You sound, you know, you you sound gay. All right. Now, all right. So I'm gay. All right. So but but what does that mean? Right. What yeah. does that where does that go? Like, so I sound white. Do you mean I speak? Well, does that mm-hmm. mean and I know that you you got that same thing, too, Blair. So, that, yeah. you know, um, you know, granted, you're not a man, but it, it makes you question yourself a lot. Like, well, this is how I got to talk, you know, grabbing your crotch and, yeah. you know, no, you know, you really don't. I mean, and I, I mean, I think that. And again, I can only speak for, on behalf of myself. I can't speak right. for every man in general, but the hyper masculinity uh, that we often have to 
or projected or have been raised in order to be um air quotations mm-hmm. man is that you have to be again hard you can't be sensitive yeah. you can't cry you can't i've said it before and i said time and time again um i was always raised and i was raised by my grandfather used to say as well as my grandmother um the strongest man in the room is the first man to cry mm-hmm. you know and just the idea of we can't uh show our feelings our emotions without it being how we're emasculated like we're right. like we don't matter so now we have to and then all of that we, we we decide to keep that in and all that does is just creates problems after problems yeah you you you're overcompensate right. you're just sitting there you're doing all this extra stuff meanwhile you, all you need to do is just sit down and just talk to somebody about it like right. it drives me insane because what happens is we actually have to um get away from the post-traumatic effects of slavery Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the reason why we why our men were taught to be that way and the reason why black women don't smile very often is because of what we had to endure Mm -hmm. and we had to prepare ourselves and our children to be able to walk out that shack and deal with the realities of what Mm -hmm. we're what we are about to face Mm -hmm. and from when it went from slavery to indentured um um uh, sharecropping to um, eventually, you know, your black Wall Street to that being destabilized, well, mm-hmm. bombed is the correct word, um, to where we are today. It's like we just kind of kept the same uh, traditions and we just passed them down. So from my dad's generation, who's born in 1935, to parents who were sharecroppers, his dad didn't hug him. His dad didn't tell him he loved him. Mm-hmm. And he said that when he went to the military and all the in the 50s and all these white men were hugging their sons, he was like, damn, I'm going to make sure I hug my son when I have my son because I wasn't taught this. Mm-hmm. So we have to begin to move away from those post-traumatic um, effects of slavery into, you know, it being not necessarily us being in bonded and slaves and um, I'm sorry, in, in bonds and chains. Um, because you become you become embodied in your emotions. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. That's exactly. exactly what that actually it, boils down to. Yeah. Exactly. So we have to begin to teach. So it starts with us beginning to teach the next generation that it's okay to be this way. It's okay to feel because you are a spiritual being. You know. You talk, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, you brought up something else that's really deep. Uh, you talked about what parents had to do to ensure the survival of their own children. Yes. And so let's go back to what I said about black men not being allowed to marry very often. Correct. And not protect your family. So who's the one who's doing the telling of you, black boy, of how to be so you can survive? That's your mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... She's the first teacher. Mm-hmm. She's the first teacher. So the enslavement is deep because it's not just white people telling you what you can't be. It's in us. Yes. Because your mama now says, suck it up. Don't talk. Don't talk back. Be like this. Walk like that. Because in her mind, she's thinking, I'm ensuring your survival. You know, I was going to say that just with me growing up, and I know I've talked before about just how I've had a different kind of experience growing up, because I really do feel like um, my parents, for the most part, I feel like they did a, a, a job of not influencing me one way or the other to look at things one way or the other, to look at things as black or white or, you know, red or just to have a more homogenous, just kind of like way of looking at things. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, like how did my dad, you know, raise me as opposed to how he raised my brothers? And 
again, I'm the only girl, so I might have, I might not have gotten the same, you know, individual talks that like my brothers have gotten. But from my experience, I think that my dad treated me the same way he treated my brothers. And mm -hmm. it was my mom who was the one who mm. really kind of taught my brothers that this is the way you're supposed to be. And then the other way I started thinking about it was like, well, maybe it's a um, um, geographical kind of thing. Because mm. my dad is from New York, my dad is from the North, right. and from my Harlem. mom is from the South. Mm. You know, she grew up in like the segregated South. So mm -hmm. she came with that perspective on how to teach my brothers yeah. or how to raise my brothers, which was different from how my dad kind of approached situations mm. because my dad, um, my dad hugged us and my dad kissed us. And, you know, like the, I don't again, like the, my brothers might have a different perspective on this, but I don't ever think that my my dad, you know, impeded on my brother's ability to be emotional. Mm. Um, I do think that it was more so my mom who was the one who kind of you know, stop at crying, you know, mm. man up, that that whole thing. Which is weird. I mean, I mean, I can, uh, again, only speaking for myself, like, my father was very stern. Like, um, both my brothers are actually real products of my father. So they're mm -hmm. really much, they're very in, inside with their feelings. Um, both my brothers are Pisces. My father was an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> but he, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and they're both like the opposite version of Pisces, even though they're the separate day, uh, the day right after each other. But um, they have always been able to have the ability to keep their emotions and everything in. Uh, you won't know if they're happy, sad, mad, angry, mm. disappointed. They shut down. They, sh they completely they shut, shut down. down, you know. Yeah. And one of my brothers, I've had a conversation with him as an adult now about this, how this is how how he was raised basically affected mm -hmm. how he really sees the world and how he sees himself as a black man, yeah. you know. I myself was pretty much mostly raised by my grandmother and my grandfather. So and my grandfather was, you know, after a while he's like, boy, stop crying. And he's like, all right, you're going to cry, just cry. You know, cry till you feel better. Cause I ain't gonna, I am not gonna baby you, but cry mm -hmm. till you feel better. You know, you'll see that it's not gonna stop. Just be the world's not gonna change just because you cry. Which is an amazing permission, I think, I, um, because I think black children a lot of times are taught that you can't show emotion. It's not just black boys, but you know, to have that permission to to do that is I miss amazing. My yeah, my dad is a softie. <laughs> my parents are still married after five years. Come on, come on. Nice. They got a love. They got a the notebook kind of love story. Aww. Um, <laughs> like my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did share that my dad does have Alzheimer's and and is battling that and is an academic. So for us, that's. Uh, that's that's a lot. My mama's Scorpio. I heard you're a Scorpio. Damn. So she's she, she not taking this too well. <laughs> you don't like nobody wreck your flow. No. Uh, she's the harder of the two. Um, she's the one where you have to work harder to find the soft little center, the gooey middle. Um, my dad is he's you know we love you, and um, I, so I think what I learned from and also they have the dichotomy. And my dad's from Ohio, mm. and my mom is from. From the segregated South, mm -hmm. um, but his folks are from Georgia, so his dad was super hard. Um, and I knew both my grandfathers, so they're they're their own real anomaly. 
both of them were the heads of really huge families where having a lot of babies made you feel like a man mm. and got a lot of kids. And then when you have a lot of kids, you got to feed them. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so a lot of the stress that came from proving that they were men by having so many children beat them down in a, in a way. You know what's interesting? I, I, it, it just crossed my mind. So my grandfather, my grandmother's father, whom she thought was her father for the longest, but because of the time, um, she's born in the 40s, so let's say in the 40s and and mm-hmm. around the 40s because her mother passed away when she was um like 27 28 like very young and her husband who my grandmother thought was her father raised her with her brothers and sisters and it was seven of them two of them belonged to him mm. but because this happened in the 40s he wasn't about because she passed away he wasn't about to Oh, y'all not mine. Because that, that would have been embarrassment to him because this is his wife. Yeah. So he took care of all these children like they were his. Mm-hmm. you know. And now we finally found out who, who's who. Who's who and who's what. But my grandmother's what? Late 60s? Mm-hmm. No. Early 70s now? You know? And it's just like, that's a, that, you know, that's a part of the things that we go through in our culture. Because it was like, oh, me as a man, my wife just passed away. If I say that these... Two out of seven are, don't don't belong to me. <laughs> Wait, what does that say about me? What does that say about me? How am I going to look in front of, quote unquote, the white man? Can I just? Um, I want to. I brought this book for a reason. Yes, please. Um, yes, Auntie Tracy, please teach us. I might us. want you to edit that out. My grandma. By might the kill way, me. I know I was Tracy's looking at you like name. <laughs> <laughs> really? it is. Uh, my parents will never hear this podcast. I can say whatever the hell I want. <laughs> <laughs> My, my mama don't know what a podcast is. No, my mom might pay it for my grandma. <laughs> Look what she said. <laughs> my mom would be like, podcast? What the what hell is, what is that? She just, she thinks she bad because she texting. Uh, <laughs> Hi. Go mama. Go mama. Oh, she got emojis now. We can't even. Oh, you can't Look, tell her. Mom started learning how to use emojis. I was like, who is typing for you? Who's I know, right? <laughs> I almost wanted to because tell her to quit. She calls text messaging Tex-Mex. Oh, She'll be like, can okay. you text Max your brother real quick? And I'm That's like, so I just, Max. It's really not what it's your mom. That's not what it is. Yeah. I'm with you. Not when it's your mom, it's not cute. You looking at her like, mm. Like my daughter says to me, Mom, Bitmoji is my generation. Get off the Bitmoji. I'm like, oh. I'm popping though. She's like, you really not. But I got Bitmoji. Mom, but you know, I'm 54. I'm 33. I'm older than her. Yeah. But she really, she asked me and she was like, it feels so good to have Did somebody older than me in the studio. No emojis. So, so that's the Wakanda right there. So about this book she brought in. <laughs> so first I want to start off by talking about the the flip side of um, black masculinity construct, which is, and it's a historical one, mm-hmm. where you're not just even emasculated but infantilized. Um, you're the old uncle, which is sexless, or you're a boy forever. Mm-hmm. And so this myth of black male, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Irresponsibility, I think. Um, and God, God protect me. I mean, even my mother-in-law. Um, my, my husband did grow up uh, without his dad. And, you know, there's this, this um, kind of, you know, well, they just men. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And you know, men can't. Men will be men. I mean, yeah, is that the boys will be boys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I'm, I'm really kind of I, I rail against that because I, I think that the history 
tells a different story. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, you don't get to be Frederick Douglass if you can't can't, right? Mm-hmm. If you can't can, as my as my oldest son would say, I can't can. Um, you don't you don't get to be Frederick Douglass if you can't can. And so, um, this book, Forbidden Fruit: Love Stories from the Underground Railroad, are real, true, as told to stories from runaway slaves. And so I did a project with my high school kids back when I used to teach ELA. And um, they did a mobile museum. They took the hallway of their high school, and we were talking about how people want to spin the myth of um, black men and black women not loving each other anymore. Like, we're not each other's friend, which sometimes I still believe. (laughs) And when I walk down the street and see brothers and sisters with white people, I feel like I want to stop them and actually pay you $5 to go find somebody in your own race. But (laughs) I'm single. (laughs) And not because... It should never happen because they know this about me, but you don't. My first husband was white. But because we on some, I'm not even messing with, you know, women that look like me. And I feel like that's a sickness. And so there is uh, a particular story that really touched the imagination of my students and touched my imagination. And I just used it again because I now teach teachers. And it's called The Woman on John Little's Back. And so it's a really short story in this collection of stories um, that was edited by Betty DeRamus um, in Forbidden Fruit Love Stories from the Underground Railroad. You should get it if you black and, and either believe in black love or don't believe it could be real. I'll put the link, I'll put the link in, the, um, in the description. Thank you. Um, basically, this is about us having it be as bad as it could ever be mm. and still finding love. <laughs> and so in The Woman mm. on John Little's Back, this man was in love with a woman on another plantation and their masters did not believe in marriage for niggas. And so mm. they they were denied the ability to love. And he would and his mom was on the same plantation with his wife. He would escape and go to the plantation to take care of his mom and see his wife. Mm. And they beat this man so bad and they beat her so bad mm. that her face was scarred and her back was scarred. Mm. And still he loved her. Scars and all, and she loved him, scars and all, and they loved each other so much. He was like, they're going to beat her so bad she's going to die because she became frail in health. And he went and snatched her up off the plantation and carried her ass to Canada on his back. Hmm. Carried her hmm. to Canada on his back. If anybody can draw that painting, I will pay you whatever you <laughs> ask for. You. So, so to me, what this says, wow. what this says to me is that the possibility of black love is endless Mm -hmm. and we have to stop making because you know if you tell a story enough like there's people that think paul bunyan was real Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's true if you tell a story enough it becomes real look at look at look at um agent orange supporters yeah how how do you do how um and i'm thinking about that i'm thinking about my grandfather who was so gangster that he tried to um at least this is how i heard the story he tried to join the the farmer's grange in georgia they put him out of georgia and he took his family and started all over again and there was a lot of them and then he took them and and his own kids and, and moved to akron ohio or my grandfather my grandfather escaped uh an alcoholic father in an abusive situation, mm. they ran off his father because he was abusive, and he was the only one who did not drink. And at eight years old, he went in and 
took a job, like a grown man's job, mm. to support his baby sister and his mom and was working in Florida Steel probably since he was a child. This man had no childhood and, and raised 12 of his own while one passed and then somebody else's. We have an Uncle Pete who's not mm. like our uncle. Mm. So, you know, our our community used to be one where you couldn't be homeless because if you was a child and didn't nobody feed That's you, right. somebody would take somebody you Somebody would take care of you. And, and take care of you. So to me, this is the legacy of what black men are. Yeah, I mean, like, as even as you said that, as you just said that, it just made me think because I think I'm not sure if I said this on this show before, but like my grandmother, my great grandmother and my grandmother um, both have two different names and two different social security numbers and two different things uh, because there was a point where she fled from South Carolina to mm. Virginia and we don't know what happened. It's it's something that's very sensitive within my family because none of us know what, what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my aunt has this really strong theory because my grandmother gets quiet around certain types of parts of the conversation mm-hmm. where it's like, I think that might be true. That's mm-hmm. But it's like something that could like, th- it's amazing how a lot of that happened back mm-hmm. then that we are not aware of, you know, we can survive anything because they've already survived it. That's why it's important for you to talk to your elders. Yes, please, it's important for you to please. sit down and listen to, to your grandmothers. No, 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 no. It's just important that we know these things. Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't understand. I've been trying to search the for elders, my people elders, yeah, 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 for the yeah. longest. And the moment that I was able to find out my great, great, great grandmother's name, mm-hmm. just the feeling that resonated through my body, mm-hmm. that I knew that she was free and she wasn't even a slave. Like, oh, my God. It's just like the, 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 so it's important that you yeah. you guys got to talk to your people and find out your information like like don't let them leave this planet without y'all knowing gotta don't know do yeah. it and you know a lot of times I you know I'm on some real goddess energy type stuff yes um but I'm not a feminist and I I was real quick to check a white chick you know, one time she was like because you know I, I present real strong and I do a lot of stuff and you know. It, it, <laughs> You see, he's got the daughter with him, and so she. Oh, you're such a feminist, and I said, head whipped. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like that's some crazy white people stuff that you created to cry about equal pay. Exactly created by. But it was equal man. pay for black women. It was yeah, equal right? pay for, for white, white women. women. But it was white created by women. a white man, though. That's the yes. funny part. I'm not a feminist either. I'm not. And and, and, you know, I I want the right to sit down. How about that? (laughs) I want the right to lady spread. How about that? You know, we we work since we've been here. Lady spreading right now. You know, uh, I'm not a feminist. Um, I do believe in gender roles. I know that's not real popular, but you know, I like to have the door open. I like me too. Amen. Amen. Me uh, too. Okay, my boyfriend opens the car door. Yes, every door, and if he doesn't, yes, she's a boyfriend. Problem. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. Okay, girl. For for us to to right? <laughs> I, and and your hair is giving me life. I've been thinking it the whole time since you yes. her hair is giving me life. Thank you. Um, it's, it's a life. <laughs> she connected her antennas. I feel like we lose something when we. I'm back at allowing white people to control this conversation about how we do we. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just feel like it's very dangerous because they would make a world 
where, as the Native Americans would say, Kayon Esquatse, like nothing makes sense. Down is up and up is down. They don't want to <coughs> have any genders. They don't want to have any. And, and and I feel like it's a trap. It's a it's a control trap. And <sighs> metaphysically, I feel like, because you know we be on our metaphysical floor. Oh, yes. Metaphysically, we almost have to reject it so it can die. Because the more we talk about it and use their term, like, I I wish we could find alternative terms. Like, somebody was like, because you're a cisgender. I was like, who said I was cisgender? I never said that. I didn't claim that. But, yeah, you are. No, if I don't claim it, it's not real. Right? Don't call me something that I have not decided to call myself. Like, I'm, I'm not with that. Mm-hmm. They just make up terms, and we just so, so, go so with someone that. Someone to ask you, you want to say? I mean, because I'm gonna say a very, very completely unpopular. Uh, no, say it because I want to ask the devil's yeah. advocate question. Dun, dun, dun. So say dun, it because I want to. Um, I don't, I don't conform to this narrative that's going on now, and I, I mean, I, forgive me. If you if you like it, you like it. If you disagree, I don't give a good goddamn. Yeah. Um, but I don't conform to this narrative of non-gender conforming or this. I can understand transgender. I can understand things of that nature, but it's hard for me to understand and maybe I just need to be educated on it, but don't tell me that I, as you said, a cisgendered man. Um, I am a black man. That is just how I view myself. I don't understand it. I don't, not saying that it's wrong or it's right. It's just, why why must we keep creating more things to separate us? Mm -hmm. More boxes for people to fit into instead of just being who we are as human beings. Regardless of, maybe race may be a social construct. I can uh, construct. I can understand that because no one said that we were black until the white man said we were black. That's right. You know. Basically. But Mm -hmm. gender is, I mean, again, it's a it's I'm I'm one of the unpopular opinions, especially as a gay man, yeah. proud gay man. And there's no straight man or straight woman or gay man or gay woman or bisexual man or however you want to um, come. You, we can have this conversation. My Instagram is Phil Nominal. You can go ahead and IG and DM me and we can talk about this. You can even do it on the highly melanated one. It's perfectly fine because I'm an adult. You're an adult. Um, or you hope but, they are anyway. I mean, if they <laughs> are, they be. aren't. I mean, hey, you All know, right. I, was, I was just thinking that. I was uh, you wouldn't know. <laughs> I will read, but you know, I mean, I just—it's just different for me. So that's just—that's just my opinion. I feel like the issue. I feel like the issue with that is—is is in an attempt, like everybody feels like we have to be so inclusive of absolutely everything, and in this attempt to be inclusive, and I say inclusive in air quotes. It's just gotten so, there's so many boxes right. now yes. that can be checked. Exactly. And it has it's become very convoluted, and it's just that particular field is just so oversaturated mm-hmm. with trying to include everybody. But I think that that just, it is counterproductive because in this effort to try to include everybody, it's basically just separating everybody even mm-hmm. more. Or making it okay to transgress in every way they ratified uh sometime last year um the eradication of the age of consent in some parts of europe so if you want to get down with a child it's, it's all good 
and and there going back to our melanated senses stuff we're sensing there's been a lot a lot a lot of attempt on television to blur the lines between what's permissible behavior between siblings so you have a whole bunch of people having sex with their brother and sister on shows game of thrones because we and it's not just game of thrones <laughs> so we know that stuff that they do on television is an attempt to massage your psyche mm-hmm. and make definitely. it okay if you look at tv from the 70s 80s and 90s you, you can definitely that tell that um, what we watched spewed into the, the, the generations that were coming up, basically. Without, and, without, uh, yeah. without adding all the repercussions that will happen now, yeah, such as yeah. you sleep like, with your brother and you have a child with your brother. Because I remember know, in yeah. the 80s, it was like psychedelic stuff we were watching, like cartoons. It yeah. was all very psychedelic y. Um, I mean, you know. Bugs Bunny has no gender, but I mean, I see, and here's the other thing about that: Bugs like, is queer. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just he cross dresses. Yeah, I mean, and I'm so witted. He's hilarious. Hey, I mean, there's just so many different like conversations about this. Even like from Bert and Ernie to being gay to not being gay to being gay. I mean, Very that's true. a whole kind of thing. But anyway, before I continue, you had something to say. You wanted to say? No, I was just. I think. It. I think a lot of this stems from. I'm just trying to find like what this underlining reasoning is behind certain things and 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 i agree with you uh phil like i'm not transgender so i'm not by no means i'm not trying to speak on anybody's behalf but a a lot of things whether it be that or you know uh, you know where where we get into this little realm of being convoluted Mm. i think um a lot of it comes from like self-worth like everybody wants to everybody wants to categorize and like feel like they're a part of something and like and my whole question behind that is like what is that like yeah you could feel like you can be a man and you could feel like you you're a woman and you could feel like you're you know you could be a woman and feel like a man like i'm not saying that that's wrong i guess i'm just trying to find out what is the bottom line like where is that coming from because at some point you go well i want to be included and i want people to view me as this and i want people to you know where 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 do you guys feel like that's and even Coming from? To, well, yeah. even to add in just another layer onto that, yeah. to be argumentative of that does not make you necessarily whatever the prefix um, prefix of it is phobic. Yeah. So right. it doesn't right. make you transphobic. No. It doesn't make you whatever no. phobic or anything like that. I'm just trying to understand. I don't fear you. <laughs> like that's what phobia I mean. That's means. what phobia yeah. means. Like I, I have right. a fear of you know like like even somebody like for me to for myself to say that I am not attracted to anybody doesn't you know let's let's say if i said i wasn't attracted to a trans man that's actually not true but let's just say that right don't judge me i I had questions (laughs) but you know never mind here's the mic no but let's but if uh, let's say if i was to say that that doesn't make me transphobic or that person to be transphobic that's i mean it's it's just i think that it the way society has been moving now it's it's been moving in a direction to vilify yeah, it's a different someone kind of who doesn't agree, agree with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of intolerance. It's almost mm-hmm. like um, in the 60s, 70s and back, if you could not, if you thought that homosexuality was an illness, that's a different kind of intolerance. Now, I, I went to church um, to, because I had kind of left my church. Uh, they weren't feeding my soul. Um yeah, I, I went back and they there's a heavy transgender agenda at this church. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, I could get it if you like to wear men's or women's clothes. I can understand that. 
But I, if I believe in God, God doesn't make mistakes. So at the point at which I say I'm in the wrong box, I'm saying God made a mistake. So I'm trying to figure out, for me, how, how does that work in church? Like, how does that rock? God can't make mistakes. So if he put you in, in that body box, maybe the dissonance is the thing you have to live with or work out or work through. Or maybe you can exist in the in-between. Certainly lots of indigenous cultures do. Um, There are Native American cultures like the Bredache. You don't choose. Like you feel twin-spirited, they call it. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you have aspects of both and you live in the Mm in-between. And I I can understand that. But at the point at which you are seriously altering your body, that to, to me... And it doesn't make you bad. Like, you do what you want to do. I'm not going to march in the street and say you should stop, or I'm not going to tell you nothing, actually. I'm just going to be like, oh, that's interesting, because in my world, you you came in that box. Um, I was trying to reconcile how, how that went with God. So I went to do a showcase with my husband, who teaches theater. And um, they were like, are you going to the march? And I said, well, no, I'm not going to march. You're going to the march, right? Here, put on the, you know, put on the uh, bracelet. And, and I was like, I just said I wasn't going to the march. Mm. It's like they couldn't even hear me because they've so drunk the Kool-Aid. Like, it was inconceivable that I could have a gradation of a different thought, mm-hmm. right? Because, <laughs> you know. Come that, on for gradient thing. Yeah, it's, it, it's not my issue. Do do I want to fight for the right for my cousin to live free and open and have his life be what he wants? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I need to. I don't have to be at the parade. And if I'm not at the parade, I'm not phobic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, know? right. Exactly. It's not it's not saying that you're not yeah. in support of or you're against it. I mean, well, uh, personally, I don't give a damn what other people do. So I I'm not going that, to the parade. I think, I, I, I think we all do need to do this one thing is mind your business. Because if it ain't got nothing to do with you, then it ain't got nothing to do with anybody mm-hmm. else. If somebody else wants to do something else. And while I understand and respect your opinion about that um, in reference to the um, God making mistakes or not making mistakes and people want to do that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's. That is also a touchy subject in general, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have had those members. uh, I've had a back then it was a hermaphrodite. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was they started before they do in gender reassignment uh, surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, So Auntie Keith is what he uh, preferred to be called. He Mm -hmm. knew he was a man, but he wanted to be a woman, but he knew he was a man. So he preferred to be Auntie Keith. Uh, and he was fabulous, and he was the first one to tell my father, child, that's family. And he had both, right? <laughs> I mean, and yeah, he had both. But see, in my world, that and that's just in mm-hmm. my world, that's not a mistake. Like, we have spectrum and difference, and, you know, so if you come here with both, I mean, it's on you if you decide that you don't want to have both. I'm not the one that's going to tell you that you shouldn't or that you need to. But, you know, where's the world where we accept the fact that some people have both? Well, then, well, then what it is, I think the... It, for, it's when those who say God says or whoever says you can't do this is when it's like that's yeah that's people get problem. crazy. But see, I never said God said. I said in my world, my I mean, and that's what it's supposed to be. I mean, that's what it. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I it boils down to. to. Figure out God might be How telling you know what God I said that though. Oh, because they be talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Spirits be whispering in my ear. Ashe, Ashe. So, um, getting back to uh, our topic at hand, um, I'm over here munching on this piece of turkey and this uh, this 
this evil thought just came in my head. So what? So this person, <laughs> we have a person here that's like wondering this imaginary person within our conversation. But you know, guys, I mean, you know, slavery is over. You know, we have a black president. You know, men are CEOs, women are CEOs, are making six figures. You know, like you team. know, suck them all. But I'm just saying, you know, black people are in, you know, a very different position than they were about 50 years ago. You know, you're getting the jobs. You know, you're going to the colleges and you're running the schools. And you know, you know, you're you're on microphones. You know, you're like, you know, you got your Oprahs and you know, you got you know your Blairs. And then I open my conspiracy <laughs> theory purse. <laughs> you know. You got, you know, so, you know, you got your Michelle Obama. So with that being said, with those type of opinions, because there are people listening who I know will Mm -hmm. have that kind of opinion. Well, what are they complaining for? They have a platform like they couldn't have this platform 50 years ago to say these things. Um, And what what do I say say to to that? Yeah, I say to them that as the mother of a black son um, and one of them is mentally ill. When I call for the ambulance, and because I live in Bed-Stuy, the cops roll up with the ambulance, and the one white cop comes out loaded, ready to go lock and load, Mm. and I have to literally talk to him. Like, I could see when I was speaking to him, I had to, like, chip layers away because he was so ready to not hear me. I know that's not going to happen for a white kid. I had to literally tell him, you're not going to shoot my son. He was like, but he could be dangerous. I said, I made the call. He is unarmed. All I want him to do is get in the ambulance. And when he realized that there was not going to be any, he went and got back in the car and let the black and Hispanic officer as if to say, well, you know, my services ain't needed here because I can't shoot. I was just, I was flabbergasted. Uh, My corny behind son get stopped and he's man bunned out and you know I'm so mad that you labeled him as and, my oh, corny, corny <laughs> he would tell you he's corny he I mean, would tell you he's corny uh, he, he is Bo's brother he's on blackish he's man bunning He's like, he I like him already. Yes. <laughs> I like him already. He is uber nerd. He runs like gaming for nerdy children. Oh, I like him so much. He's an artist. He makes my jewelry. I'm just saying. Um, she got a boyfriend. He's the crystal man, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he's 25. Oh, he's too young for me. He's too young, right? Sorry. So when you have, to, when you have that type of situation that happens right in front of you, mm. you know, um, how do you explain that to your daughter? Boom. What I say to my daughter, um, and first of all, she, she can't get past how out there her brother is. So we got to start there. Um, but even that, I mean, if we had like forever and, and like at some point I didn't have to eat, um, I would talk about how I think that larger society has contributed to my second son's mental illness. Because he is bi ethnic, I don't subscribe to biracial. Mm-hmm. If you haven't noticed, I have a thing with words. I think that words make things real, and we ain't no other races. You're there's right. there's only one race. Right, right. 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 Half Martian. I mean, yes. bi ethnic, he got two bi-ethnic, ethnicities. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly Bi Martian. Uh huh, <laughs> bi Martian. You know, that's crazy to me. Um, they're African American. 
Yeah, right. Pleiadian. (laughs) (laughs) Reptilians. Yes, many reptilians. (laughs) Uh, He's African-American and Irish-American, but he has not enjoyed being light. Um, He went through a lot of, like, rejection of his dad that went beyond the jerk that his father really is, but... Um, a lot of it was around race, and he felt like he had to be, and he said this to me, I'm that nigga. Like, he felt like he had to prove or quantify his blackness, mm. and in his in his illness has, like, mm. become the criminal element that black men feel like they have to be, because I feel like his psyche has found solace in in believing that that's where he has to go in order to find selfhood. Mm -hmm. So, you know, talking about that with my daughter, to get back to your question, because I could always come back to one. um, Amen. I talked to her about the value of her dad, the value of, you know, her granddad. She's very close to her older brother. Um, We talk about, because she's... uh, She's a little flirt, Libra. <laughs> hey, Libra. <laughs> She's a, her birthday is a Wednesday. Hey, Libra. Akua. Yay. I'm on Wednesday. Akua. Yeah, she's such a little cool I was girl. born on a Wednesday. Akua. Oh, my gosh. He's Akua, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> she, um, she's a flirt, and the boys like her. And at the end of her school year last year, three boys was fighting over her. Oh, child. Like, okay, girl. Okay. Already. She got him out Snatch here back. Already. Fighting. That sounds normal. But it's the corny boys fighting. Well, I love it. I'm like, yes, get the corny smart boys to fight over <laughs> <laughs> Little anime loving, Pokemon playing. <laughs> I play chess after school yeah, and have angry battles over <laughs> <laughs> All she, right. she came and said one of them had an anger issue. I'm like, ooh, we want to take him off the table. Just, you know, let's cut him off the roster. Yeah, right. He can't be on the roster. It's happening at home. Mm-hmm. And only boys with good grades. So she comes home and she says, like, how what their grades are. Oh, so I'm sorry, sir. Do you have a below A minus average? You can't. You can't. That's right. Wrong. Wrong. You are canceled. Dun, the dun, common dun. man cannot touch the queen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Which used to be when we talk highly melanated. Uh, I mean, when we talk uh, willing and waiting, that was one of the lines that I would talk to my girls about. The common would, man cannot touch the queen. I would say, like, everybody can't can't ride that ride. Like, the can the common man touch the queen? And it really kind of refrained for them how they were seeing the boys that they let in to their sphere, right? Because if you think you're a queen, everybody can't get in, so... So that I think that's how how we work with her around that. I think that I'm very conscious to create for her a platform for thinking positively about black men. I have told both my sons and my daughter that I prefer them to find a black partner. If they don't, I mean, to me, it's like what I said about what I believe versus what the world could do. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't, I'm going to love them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to love their partner if their partner's nice. But you have your preferences and you have your ways of thinking. And I think that the mistake is trying to make people think that they can't have their thoughts, right? But I, I would prefer that she. You know, bring home speaking a black of man. that, I actually was just speaking with a, a white man about this. And I was t- telling him that I was like, you know, hey, so my preference, <laughs> you know, is I like black men. Mm-hmm. I said, we can be friends all day, but I don't. 
I'm not attracted to white men. Mm -hmm. And I said, to be honest, you know, when I have my children, my son, my daughter, I said, I, I would hope that they would bring home a black spouse. I said, I'm going to be mm -hmm. honest. If they come home with a white spouse, my heart is going to break. It's going to sink. And then I'm going to realize that moment is happening, fix myself, and hi, how are mm -hmm. you? Welcome to the family. But still, it's going to, he's like, well, why? What's the big deal? I was like, because it's about keeping black families strong. Mm -hmm. It's about, and, and he didn't get this part. And that's why I'm glad that you black. kind of like brought this up <laughs> because it, it, it also boils down to the historical aspect of them trying to separate and break apart our families and white men impregnating our women and giving our women all these model babies. Ooh. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it so it so it actually stems generations back on why we want to keep the black family strong. My dad has some real interesting stuff to say about that. Um, he was through when I married that white dude. And I'm not gonna lie, I still be thinking they fine. <laughs> like you look good. Okay. I think the Swedes are cute too. No, I don't. Think I do. I like I'm gonna the tell Vikings. you why. This is just so groaning funny. in Sweden. <laughs> right here. after. Because <laughs> I've I've heard it. It's not nice. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, when I when I married my ex, my dad said to me, "At some point, you're going to want to have children. Marriage is about." The, in its best incarnation, is about the melding of families. He said, rarely can you bring their cultural construct together with our cultural construct mm -hmm. and have that work. Mm -hmm. He said, when, it's, when it comes time for you to spread your values, and because my dad's a sociologist, inculcate, <laughs> you know. Shout out. Shout yes, out. He, he really used SAT words like at dinner. Um, he said, you're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. The other thing he said, and this may not be true for your generation, but I definitely saw it in my generation. He said, the white man that marries the black woman generally does it because he himself is not at the pinnacle. Because he's been raised at his pinnacle, at his zenith, to, to choose a white queen. So there's usually something going on with his own self-construct and self-esteem. It's still there. If he's choosing you. It's still there today. So he said, you don't want somebody that, that thinks that you're beneath them. He said, once he, once he realizes you're brilliant, your marriage is going to be over. And my father ain't never lied. The minute, because, you know, I was kind of a mess at the time. And, you know, I was in the clubs and he looked like Matt Dillon. And I was like, mm -hmm, you like me? And um, he looked like who? Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Ooh, child. In his hey, heyday. Yeah. Beaver. <laughs> Beaver. He didn't hold up, though. As I'm the so only often one over don't. here. Like, well. <laughs> they ain't got a long that's shelf the, life. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. This shelf life be over. Only Brad Pitt is holding up. But, yeah. um, yeah. But <laughs> um, when I came to myself, he could not take it. Mm. And it was, you know, we had to, we had to, we, to this day, we could barely speak. He can't even look at me. He never recovered, though. He never remarried. He never. He tried to get sisters that looked like me, and that didn't work. Oh Lord! If you don't, <laughs> then he ran to the country. He up in the mountains somewhere. If you oh, don't stop crying. that, and go on yeah, and find you, and go on and find Darlene, and just go on and I tell him that I said you find you a nice Irish girl, and y'all be speaking the same language. Y'all can scream at each you other together in Irish. In, if you don't he's go from get here, married, but, oh well. <laughs> but you know the Irish Americanness of him. They're they're bombastic. They got two settings: joy and rage. But <laughs> nothing in the middle. So let's step into um, 
our final thoughts here. And as you guys like to know, we, we like to talk about dessert as like the last, you know, mm-hmm. last piece of the conversation. And I want to know, I want everybody to tell me along with their final thought. Okay, so, I mean, it's the end of summer here. Fall has officially begun, so we're going to be seeing less and less of Mr. Softy trucks outside. And I, for one, am just very upset about that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Mr. Softy pulls up in your neighborhood. You hear the you hear the jingle. You run outside. What item are you ordering? <laughs> What are you getting from the Mr. Sauce? Strawberry like, shortcake. I was always mm. running after the ice cream truck. Ice cream! Right, not even ice cream. Me too. I ice cream! Was running. <laughs> ice cream! Ice cream! What's that? Uh, is that uh, uh, Eddie Murphy? Yeah, I need me! Ma, I need my food ice cream truck! <laughs> and my mother said, just what his mother said, I got ice cream in this house. Exactly. And did not want her ice cream or cold. Well, I got some ice cream. Where your mother did give you money for Mr. Softy. Along with your final thought. Retta, what are you having? I I think one of my favorite uh, um, items from ice cream from the ice cream truck or Mr. Softy was actually the firecracker. Mm. I used to love the firecracker. It was like icy, just like, you know, mm-hmm. real simple. Tasty. And your final thought? Final thought. <laughs> wait, so wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so side oh, note, that. side note. The reason why is because I'm actually hungry. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sitting here thinking about ice cream, and my mind went straight to like dinner and like what mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat later. But um, my final thought. Uh, be be comfortable in your skin. Be be who you are. All right, and that's and that's all I gotta say about that. Be who you are. Um. I'll jump in and it's so funny you actually say this because so my uh choice for Mrs. Softy would be an ice cream sandwich mm. with the two chocolate on the end and mm-hmm. the white in the middle. <laughs> right? As, as 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 weird as that may sound, however, I mean I'm I like my brothers. Um my final thought it has to do with a saying that came from um, paraphrasing it the best way I possibly can, but it's from Malcolm X. Um, and it's, I think to teach a man to hate himself is much more criminal, criminal than teaching him to hate someone else. Uh, we ourselves, no matter who we are, how, how we love, whatever the situation is, um, no one can tell you how much of a man you are but you so never let anybody else take away your manhood just so they can feel comfortable mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> yeah you better agree <laughs> uh we're gonna let trace hold this one out um so oh wait wait players i don't remember yeah yeah uh okay yeah so when i would go into the jar and grab a dollar and run outside what was i getting um a dollar child uh, yeah a dollar it was a dollar Y'all this is before mr softy inflation <laughs> <laughs> all i know is i heard the sound and what would i get um oh wait 
I'm sorry. It's been so long since I've eaten dairy and ice cream. I gotta be so honest. So pick whichever you want. What do you no, want? No, but Gob she specifically stoppers? said something that I have to respond to. What do you want off the ice cream truck? It doesn't. You know, the ice cream truck Nothing. sells more than ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, did I take some dragon fruit? Okay, they have it. <laughs> They don't have, have that on the ice cream. This is the Mr. Softy truck in the gentrified neighborhood. They have it. They have it. Yeah, they do. No, no. I actually used to get what are those cones that had like the chocolate and the nuts on top? The nutty buddies. The nutty buddies. Okay, bam. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. So when Mr. Softy would come around, I would go grab my dollar and I would go get a Nutty buddy. A nutty buddy. Buh. A nutty buddy. A nutty buddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> my, my final thought. I knew he was coming with something. <laughs> what? Um, so, yeah, my final thought is um, a two parter. Number one. Kanye West is mentally ill and he needs to be okay. helped. Mm-hmm. That man needs yes, help. He does. He does. He needs help. You know the Kardashians will never allow he, that. He needs no no serious. He don't need a straight jacket. He needs the perfect natural regiment with the great diet, a different environment, and black women. Those chicks are and straight from the Carpathian Mountains, and they have done their witchcraft on him. All I'm saying is that man needs help, like, like for, for real. And then the second part is, if y'all don't take Kavanaugh by his ankles <laughs> and toss his ass underneath the goddamn jail, why the hell is the FBI person that's overseeing the investigation his goddamn best friend? I'm done. Besties. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, um, y'all know me. My sweet tooth is is real. So of course I have two things that I've been trying to pick between. And as soon as I think I have one decision made, I then lead towards the other. My favorite item from Mister Softy. She is getting Softy, real excited. Like my guys. favorite, <laughs> like the thing that just like touches my soul mm. is a bomb pop. Oh, my God. Not, oh, wow. not to be confused with a firecracker. Mm-hmm. No, that's they different. Are different. It's different. It's different. Okay, they're different. Like, that will, like, just, you know, is this hit for, me. Uh, okay, so a little child in Brooklyn, I have no idea what that is. <gasps> you blaspheme. I don't. I'm sorry. I can't help you. You, you better see the look and white before and you wreck red. yourself. That just happened okay. right now. Google it now. <laughs> I, I was so already bomb pop said. is, like, the, the, best, the best thing that Mr. Softy can have. Now, I say that because that's what I want to get, but so often they don't have it. They'll have firecrackers, mm-hmm. and that makes me upset. Mm-hmm. So what I'll Torpedoes. get, I don't know what that is. They're bomb pops. They're bomb pops. Thank you, Tracy. Um, so because they so often don't have it. They lie. Anyway. <laughs> I will get a simple vanilla cone dipped in chocolate. Mm. That's my usual go-to. If they I don't like have those too. Yeah, that's it. Agreed. <laughs> and my final thought is just with us talking about who controls the narrative and who controls how people think about masculinity and how people apply masculinity and try to dictate how other people or men specifically should be in this world 
I am going to say think about whether or not you are that person and think about mm-hmm. whether or not you exhibit traits of that person that puts the narrative out there on how people should just be. And then the question that we want to propose to everybody is number one, what is your dessert from the... What are you getting from Mr. Softy? And... Oh, I got to do this too. And... (laughs) 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 You normally do. I mean, well... Well, well, why don't it be the question um, we asked before that none of us could answer in reference to people that do the, uh, the changes to their bodies... And maybe that that too, too much. That's another conversation though. Okay. So okay. So Just all of us were stumped on that one because none of us was like give an answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So two things. One, we want you guys to comment on what your favorite item from Mr. Softy is, and if you live outside of the New York area and you don't have Mr. Softy, that's just the regular ice cream truck that pulls up in your neighborhood. Because um, I'm from Michigan, we didn't have Mr. Softy, we just had ice cream man. Same thing in Virginia. <laughs> we had Mr. Softy. It's Mr. That was Softy Jersey. here. That's amazing. It was in Jersey. Fantastic. Yeah, Mr. But Softy was Jersey. It's just the generic ice cream truck. Basically. There isn't like a specific crazy name. In Florida, music. it's cool, man. Oh, I stand cool. corrected. With a walrus. I stand corrected. Yeah. Okay, Florida, um, cool. And then the second question is um, to think about what you have you have you recently seen or heard or experienced um, somebody being demasculinized or you demasculizing somebody Mm -hmm. and be honest about it. It's so it's so funny that we actually um, said about the ice cream truck because you know the original ice cream jingle itself. Because I was wondering in my head, you know, that was a situation where that that ice cream song itself is very racist. Yes, it is. Oh my god, I don't know the I don't know the a words. Boy and his dog? Huh? Is that the one? Say it again. A boy and his dog. A boy and his dog. Is that the? Yeah. I don't no. know that the words. I don't know the words either. I know words? the jingle. It's it's it, but it's really. Um, Cause it's really about you niggas. Okay, wait, wait. Ooh. You niggas quit throwing. It's the original. You niggas quit throwing them bones and come down for your ice cream. Ice cream, yes, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream for the color man. Watermelon, nigga love watermelon. Nigga love watermelon. I mean, yeah, I remember this specifically. Ooh. Yeah, the ori- the origin of the song, the Ooh. original one. But yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna like that song. That. Never know more. I'm. I, mm. Do I say what? My last thought is yeah. Let's see, like absolutely. And so come on, Auntie. Come on, oh, Auntie Tracy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I Extra think I, I think I said what I would give him is the softy, but I'm gonna. Uh, okay, so I always want the strawberry shortcake, but a lot of times they don't have it, and they have I the chocolate eclair instead, and I. Never like it because <gasps> for some reason they don't refrigerate it enough and it'd be it be half melts. melted. Yeah, yeah. And it has ice crystals in it and oh, really no. upsetting. Oh, it's really upsetting. It, Drink it, put it in a cup. Ice crystals and Not ice after cream. it's gotten freezer <gasps> burn. No. <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. But um, when it's good, 
Um, I really like uh, a nice strawberry shortcake with all that good fake strawberry flavor. Because, <laughs> you know, my whole childhood is about fake banana and fake apple and fake watermelon. Basically. <laughs> fake uh, blue raspberry because there's no well, such you thing. you get that apple. Um, <laughs> the green apple the Jolly Rancher. It's like apple. This green. Like, it's I know. not green. It's so not what, what, what you think it is. Um, but my, my thoughts... Um, Definitely do not allow the colonizer to um, construct for us any identities. Um, they just don't have the right. We do love the way we do love. We do everything in a special way, and they know this, which is why they're always trying to co-opt. So we just have to have faith in whatever our struggle is, whatever it is we're trying to understand about ourselves or discuss with each other we have to believe that we have the answers that they don't have our answers um even if it means we have to make up another name like it's not lgbtqia it's wakanda and whatever whatever i don't know whatever it is that we're we're coming up with you know we get to define this they don't get to define this they don't get to tell us how to deal with each other they don't run the conversation or we shouldn't let them and the final thing I want to do is shout out my splendid, thriving, surviving husband mm-hmm. who is watching my daughter so that I could be here today. And to me, that's a man mm-hmm. who comes home and cooks sometimes so I can get a doctorate, who um, is there for me when I'm stressed out because I'm trying to make things happen. Um, he's that guy. And um, that, that's a man. Yeah, that's a man. That's a man. That's a man. Say it. Say it. That's a man. <laughs> what a man. What a man. What a man. What, what a mighty, mighty good, good man. man. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> what a man. What a man. I mean, he he's he's awesome. So I could not close out without shouting him out. And shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. Shout. Hey. Out. So one thing I wanted to say now that Blair is here, the three of us uh-huh. have experienced having a father in the house who was loving, caring, <gasps> yes. and that was the pillar, and that was a yes. strong yes. black man that was there yes. for these us black women. Love you, daddy. Love you, daddy. Yeah. Which I think and is this the is other rare. myth. That's another myth. I'm, I'm starting to think it's not so rare. My mom had her dad in Mine the house. Mine didn't. My, my, yeah, my mom does. My mom did. Mine yeah. didn't. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of white women don't have good dads either. And we, Very true. We should stop. I, that was my last that's word. That's part of the propaganda. Yeah. That's part of the narrative that they want keep saying it. So you keep saying it over and over. To, yeah. yeah. To know. That's why I keep saying yeah. my dad is everything. And yep. lots of white men leave their houses. Yep. And leave their families. Yep. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of white men out there not working with powerhouse white wives. Can I just peep that? It's the truth. Yeah, that's real. There's a lot of white men out there that leaves their leave their um their spouses for other women while yep. the other like Papa was a Rolling Stone, but yep. at least he, he still took care of his kids. That's right. You know, and you also on. know what white men do? They let the woman take care of them, and then they leave them for somebody else, and then they get her for alimony. Yep. And my ex-husband is a deadbeat white dad. Just putting you out there. <laughs> <laughs> and on that on, shout out on to that the note, deadbeat oh white God. dad. And on that note, on that note guys, we would like to. We would like. We would shout out to the black man raising your black sons that you didn't raise. <laughs> <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
white She's baby really got, daddy. Guys, thank you so much for taking another time to listen to another episode of Highly Melanated. Yes, thank uh, you. As, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you so much, thank Tracy, for coming here. on. For, for, for special th- guests. Thank you for stepping in Blair, Blair's spot and then she randomly walks in. <laughs> <laughs> with without, her hair. With her, I mean, that's just Blair. She brought She's her pushed, hair. She, she always brings her hair. Has, hashtag, hashtag sorry, not, not sorry. sorry. Yes. <laughs> On her shirt. Best Absolutely. shirt ever. As, as always, guys, if you listen to us, you um, are more than welcome to please continue to follow us. If you uh, follow us on Instagram, that's Highly Melanated Podcast on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter at H underscore Melanated Pod. You can also email us any questions, comments, concerns, anything you would like to discuss, anything that you appreciate it, whatever. You can just send us an email. I guarantee you we will all listen because it's all on our phone. So we all participate with anything. Uh, that would be highly melanated podcast at gmail at gmail.com. Um if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, please, as you're listening, uh, leave a note. If you if you leave a comment, you know, leave something. If you hear us on iTunes or anywhere else, rate us Friday's five stars. Comment, question, concern, um, and we greatly, greatly appreciate you guys. And uh, before I give the last uh, song out, like we normally do, I just want to play one little thing for everybody, just so we're all aware. <laughs> like Jeff Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> Thank you so much again and as always uh peace, love and soul oh! grease, soul grease. And shea butter. Pinky toe grease. Butter. <laughs> Pinky <Goodbye>. toe. <laughs> Goodbye. <guys>. Toe jam. <laughs>